Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards. When you imagine the problems you might be confronted with as Prime Minister, you imagine tricky sessions at PMQs, the economy in free fall, going to war. You never imagined this. The House of Windsor should be binding the nation together, setting an example of idealized family life. Instead, the senior royals seem dangerously deluded and out of touch. The junior royals, feckless, entitled, and lost. And the Prince of Wales, impatient for a bigger role in public life, fails to appreciate that his one great asset is his wife. It's a situation that cannot help but affect the stability of the country. And what makes it worse is it feels it's all about to erupt. On my watch. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Keep Calm and Crown On. It's a podcast dedicated to the crown on Netflix. So grab your best cup of tea and let's get royal. Everybody and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and it's the Crown Time, baby. Oh, it sure, is. it's the Crown Time. You know, it feels like a nice warm hug. It's what it comes down to, really. Just getting to watch other people's problems. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, like this episode was in no way, shape, or form a warm hug. Oh no, it totally is. Like I'm all for the misery porn. Like oh, this is great. Like l- let's go for all of it. I'm ready to see all the bad stuff happen to the royal family. Not because I don't like them, but just because I get to get out of my own head for a little bit and watch other people deal with just stuff that I could never relate to. (laughs) Like, oh, shucks, my My yacht yacht needs a refurbishment. Oh, damn. (laughs) Oh, it's going to cost $14.5 million to fix? Yeah. NBD. You know, let's just get the government to pay for it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know. I just it just feels good to be back into the crown and uh, and 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 man, a brand new cast, the whole thing. Let's go, man. Let's go. I'm let's in. Let's do this. I'm I'm in. So I'm in too. And yeah. so are you, our beloved listener, because you're right here with us. We want to remind you, of course, that you can check on out everything else that we're doing, including the crown, by making sure you follow Blake and I on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also go to maryandblake.com there to see all of the other podcasts and blogs that we're doing. 
And I do also want to remind you that um, I have some holiday bundles going on mm-hmm. right now at minutewithmary.com. At the time of recording this, this is uh, November, mid-November. Um, so you can either keep your eyes on that, connect with me online, just search the hashtag minutewithmary, and we can get things rocking and rolling. Yeah, and, and just as a matter of fact, since you are listening to this podcast, that means you are a Nerd Clan member at a certain level. And thank you so much for doing that. Of course, if you want to receive some gifts from Mary and I as well, for being in the nerd clan uh, you can go up to another level uh, and that's the next level after this one and uh, this is your last chance you're already getting a holiday card so thank you so much but if you want some gifts you have to go up to the next level and you can do that by just going to join the nerd clan dot com and checking your membership there and you can be in line to get a really cool gift. I, I'm not going to lie. This year's gift, a lot of fun. I'm really happy about this. I, I'm, it's, it's, it, when, when you receive it, it will be something you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Just because we talk a lot about the Lumos and the Time of Nox here for, or the light and Time of Darkness. And uh, you, the listener, are very much that for Mary and I. And we want to be able to give that back to you. So this gift... Really cool stuff. <laughs> Great. Not going to lie. So. All right, Marvin, you got anything else before we get into the no, show? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. All right, Mavi, do you want to do a mini plot recap for this one? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, cool. So in this episode, um, of course, the premiere of season five, the royal yacht is having some issues. It needs a little facelift, a little upgrade, and the queen wants it to be so. In addition, the press is really starting to pick up the heat, following around Charles and Diana as they supposedly have their, quote, second honeymoon, (laughs) which we know is not true. Yeah, just that does not end well for them. So, uh, and of course, it ends in the Gillies Ball uh, at at Balmoral Castle. Mm -hmm. So, which is actually the last hashtag spoilers, the last Gillies Ball that Diana will ever attend. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the last one. So, well, you know that they end up getting divorced, Marvin. I know that. So, that's why would she go to the Gillies Ball after they get divorced? Do they get divorced next year? They get. I think it's in '94 that they get divorced. Man, what year is this? Hold on, it might be ninety two. Hold on, let me let me take a quick accounting of that. You're gonna have to vamp, vamp, vamp for me as I look this up. Okay, so the ball, of course, is a Scottish dance party held as a thank you for the staff and their hard work, and every member of the royal family in residence and their guests attend. So, oh, it's um, ninety six. Okay. Yeah. And they, but they decided to separate in ninety two. So it's the next year that they that they separate. Very cool. Okay, so there you go. There you go, Blake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Blake. Great. Good job. Let's keep going with the Proud show. Yes. <laughs> Let's get into the show. So that's really what happens. Yes, right. get, you can tell what part Blake liked the most. He's like, Mary the Gillies ball. <laughs> you, All you the fuck, tar- it's a big deal. It is a big deal, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatevs. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it was her last Gillies Ball, well, so I why. guess that that's important. Yeah. Okay, so the title of this episode, the premiere, episode 501, is entitled Queen Victoria Syndrome, which is obviously a reference to... something sad? What's that? Reportedly ahead of Queen Elizabeth's passing, mm-hmm. she was working on the plans for the 2022 Gillies Ball. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah. I wonder if it will continue. 
Can can the Gillies Ball be hosted by a king? I assume so. I would imagine so. Why not? They're, Will Charles Gilly Ball? King Charles is the king now, so he can do whatever the hell he wants. The biggest question is, will he ibbity bibbity or what was it called? Ibbity, the the Balmoral test. What? Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Betty's Balmoral bit. Ibble dibble. Ib- the ibble dibble. <laughs> I forgot everyone, about that. Does everyone who comes oh. to the Gillies Bowl need to pass ibble dibble? Oh, that's so including funny. Including John Major. Oh, uh, of course he does. He put to the Balmoral test. If they make test. Margaret Thatcher do it, of course they're going to make John Major is. is a clown in comparison to oh uh, Margaret Thatcher at that time. So, of course, he's going to do it. He's the new guy. You always make the new guy do something. Like when we had Christmas at my house, the new guy or the youngest person always held the trash bag. That's it. Because you had to take the trash from all the presents. It's just how it goes. You hold the trash bag. I didn't. No, you didn't. I, I, think, made... I, skewed, I think I scooted it. I think there were two new people in your family. The That's correct. You got in right at the exact right time. So you didn't have to hold the trash bag. Plus, I wouldn't have. Well, your family's not nice. They throw the trash at your yes, face. Exactly. My, my in uncle, copious amounts. My uncle Hal just takes it and compresses it, it like as you hard need as to he be can. on high alert for hours <laughs> on end. I w- listen. I got a lot of problems with my family. My family don't like me for some reason. However, that is one of my favorite t- traditions. <laughs> just hawking trash at people. <laughs> I wonder if they just skipped the Gillies Ball altogether this year. Well, I'm sure that they had to. I, I know that they haven't had the Gillies Ball for the past couple of years. Oh, because of COVID, COVID, and yeah. the Queen, and you know, okay. I mean, she's 95, 96, whatever, you know. So I'm sure that that was an issue. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, that's that's a big deal. Anyway, yeah. th- so it was entitled the Queen Victoria Syndrome, which is a reference to Queen Victoria Syndrome, which is when as... <laughs> it's a reference to <laughs> yeah. that thing. Uh, which is what, as Charles uh, said in this, uh, in this episode, that it's just when the Queen Victoria refused to give her title up to her son, Edward. And- Why do people need to give it up? Like, was it just that people used to die so early that it was just like, whatever, by Correct. the time you're By the time like, you're 40 or whatever, you're going to croak anyway. Dead. Yeah. But or, then people started to live longer and right. they were like, oh, we don't really like having people who are older in charge. Because they happened? feel, yeah, because people feel like they're out of touch and they feel like they can't relate to the rest of their country anymore. So, and that's what this episode is kind of referring to. The fact that Charles at this time is younger and everyone th- is thinking that he's more forward thinking and that they want somebody who can relate to the people. Thus, um, people are saying that Elizabeth at this time is having Queen Victoria syndrome because she is refusing to give in. She is refusing to let Charles take the throne mm. and um, and and it's hurting the country as a result, the same way that apparently Queen Victoria did with her son. Yeah. So that's the, that's the deal. The director was Jessica Hobbs. You should know that name because she has directed many episodes of The Crown, including the episodes Moondust, Cree de Cour, War, The Hereditary Principle, and Avalanche from last season. All of them, by the way. And the writer was, once again, the showrunner and creator of The Crown, Peter Morgan. Marvin, how many corgis... How many corgis are you giving this episode? Giving it a four. Okay. Wow, that is not a great rating from you. Yeah, but a lot of times premieres I don't do well. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, I'm going to give this one a 399. Oh, so we have the same score. Uh, Yes, we are relatively the same. 
which is not usually commonplace in Marion Blake media. No. It's like you have the same brain today. <laughs> what am I thinking? Uh, it's a food. Tacos. Close seven layer dip. Oh, nice! I was With so close. Chips. Well, so yeah, well, you don't just you, what do you you don't use your fingers for seven layers. Just chopped up tacos. <laughs> All right, so your GBG. <laughs> what do you got for your good, your bad, and your great? My good is Princess Diana mm-hmm. <laughs> saying she's off to read the classics. <laughs> that is but something that you would do. She's holding magazines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did she really go and read classics or did she really go read Vogue? Either way, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You know, Princess she Diana read wasn't Vogue. reading the classics. She's cool. She's reading Vogue. I'm off to go read the classics. I'm not going to go hang with people. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> that is totally something you. that you would do. Oh my gosh. Nah, I, I, F this. I'm out of here. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going to go read my yeah. magazine. Yeah. I'm going to hang out with you fuddy duddies. Oh my gosh. My bad. Why doesn't the queen just pay for the yacht herself? Yeah, man. You are the richest woman alive. Well, y- yeah, probably at, at that, that at that point, yeah. Yeah, there was no J.K. Rowling. Yep. Okay, and you have an allowance, and you know people find you out of touch. Like, you just read it. Why not choose to do the thing that will make you seem likable? Why stick your feet in the mu- mud and be like, no, I'm the monarch. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of where this and episode not, lives, I, right? I like, loved how she did it, to be honest. Like, I just thought she was like, I don't ask for much. But yeah. when I do, I expect it to happen. Like, I liked that. So it's not that I had a problem uh, necessarily with that line, with that. You know, I, just, I thought it was very powerful. I just don't understand. You've got money. Yeah. 14 million pounds to the queen. That's couch money. I mean, I know this is in 1991 too, right? So like that's it's still a pretty – it's even a large figure by well, today's standards. Yeah, but- and do you really need to do all that? I want to go over that list with a fine-tooth comb. Do you really need <laughs> all of those things or was Philip saying, you know, I would like to have some new whiskey glasses, those ones that we have, a little dated? We'll just put those in with the uh, the new turbines. You know, we need and, some uh, new dog beds. <laughs> I don't like the comforter set. There's nothing wrong with it, but it, you know, it's a little aged. You know, if I have a choice, if I have a choice, I'm, I'm just going to get a new one. So I'm just saying, pay for it yourself this one time. Yeah. And my great is the new cast. Aside from Margaret and the Queen Mum, totally. Uh, and Charles. I have problems with Charles. But when it comes to, obviously, Diana, obviously, oh, yeah. Queen Elizabeth, um, the princes, like, holy, those those kids, did they just, did they use some weird Google camera technology? <laughs> What's that movie with Will Smith where all the cameras can find you and it's probably really how it is nowadays? Oh, oh. Um, but you know the movie. We're like, oh, yeah, I know exactly yeah, the movie. We're like, anyone can find you. Did they just use that? Were uh, they like, let's find children that look state. like Enemy of the State? William, Prince William and, and, and Harry. Because they're, they're amazing. They're, they're bloody brilliant. By the way, Enemy of the State, yeah. secretly, like, quietly great movie i know it's great i've always Sneaky liked it. great movie and yet it totally makes you nervous that that's real life uh how about you what's your gbg uh well bef- <laughs> all right you know i'll just ask you about the mm. I- i'll ask you about the casting questions when we get into yeah. it all right great my good <sighs> this has nothing necessarily to do with the show but more but more 
the context of the show. And that is the... Uh, listen, we all know that the Queen has passed away, right? Queen Elizabeth II has passed away. In real life. In yes. real life. I feel like we need to have a moment. I mean, this is our first Crown podcast Good since point. she's passed. Good point. I was drinking tea earlier. I felt like I'm trying to be there. Was that your moment? No, that wasn't my moment. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm feeling, you know, British. You're Because <laughs> I had tea instead of iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but this is really sad. It is really sad. And it's really awkward to be a, 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 a fan of this series where we're pretty much tearing the, the family apart uh, or watching it fall apart. We're not tearing it apart. We're just, you know, we're voyeurs. But... And to know that she had to pass. I mean, maybe maybe it's good she passed before this season. Probably. Uh, and and next season. Like, she got, like, her highlight years before the public really didn't like her about the relationship with Diana. Well, she already... Well, I mean, I guess our... The generations before us would have already gone through that. Our generation was, like, on the cusp of that. No, I mean, we were in it in real life, but yes. you and I were children. So what I'm saying... Well, we saying, were children. We were... We were children. We were what? We were 15. No. Sure we were. Not when she started to treat Diana Padley in the eyes of the press in the world. Well, uh, well, when Diana died, we were 15. Yeah, that's a ch- that's still a child. Well, that's not a child. And the previous years of, of how things were going down, divorce okay. and all I, that. I see. I guess we're getting a problem death. with definition here because yeah. a child to me when, is like five to ten. When do you feel like here in the U.S., Queen Elizabeth was started to be painted in a negative portrayal due to uh, relationships with Princess Diana? I would say after they got s- separated... And then sh- when Princess Diana, hashtag spoilers, started going out with Dodi Al-Fayed, that's okay. when things got ugly. And then well, obviously when Diana passed and the, the, the queen wouldn't you know lower the flags and the whole thing, it, it, that's when things got ugly. So I'm glad that Queen Elizabeth here in real life passed before any of that got seen. Yes, I, I would agree with that. And I, You know, and- like if you get to say, I would like to pass before this terrible thing. Yeah. I'd. I'd put my I'd I'd say yes please. Well that, that also that is you know that implicit in that is that the queen actually gave one ounce of care to what people on the crown and Peter Morgan were saying about her. Mm. You know part of me thinks that they probably did a little bit. Um but then again that would kind of show how insecure they probably all were if that were if that were the case, right? But I'm not here to create a straw man argument like that's that is what it is. I, and Mary, I guess what you're saying here kind of um, leans into my good, which is, listen, we all know the queen has passed away and how sad that is. And I'm not like, you know, an Anglophile. Like, I mean, yeah, it sucked that she passed away, but my life moved on. And wh- wh- I mean, that's it. Um, it's probably the same way that like when President Kennedy was shot, like nobody in England, like they like, oh, that sucks, but they don't really care. Like mm-hmm. that just how it goes, you know, like, OK, that sucks. Um, but it's interesting knowing that she has passed away to watch Charles in this episode do every not everything, but do things in a manner that would be kind of considered <laughs> 
treasonous a little bit. Uh, what in what way? Uh, well, the conversation with John Major, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying that maybe we should have a new king. What do you think? You know, like why is that treasonous? Because he's suggesting that." You know, like I mean, it's going to be his job, so he's just saying, "Can I we know. expedite?" Yeah, can we? Like that's kind of a he's big not saying deal. kill my mom. No, I know, but it's just he's is, saying it, this is an interesting conversation we should probably be having. If this were if this were Harry Potter, you're a wizard, Harry. The 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 hourglass would be still as hell. There would be no yes. sand falling. Okay, yes. in, in this conversation. Office, yes. yes. Okay. It's just interesting to watch this conversation. Knowing now, with a dramatic irony, that Queen Elizabeth has actually passed away, and there's now King Charles the Third, or whatever the heck he is. That's a, that's kind of weird, mm. right? Like, and I like that. I like that uncomfortable feeling. I I think that makes it more evocative and and more um, textured for for the viewing experience. You know, like you get a chance to kind of see it in hindsight now. Ooh. And I like that. Um, just catching up, by the way, Matt Smith, who played Prince Philip in yes. the um, first two seasons, he said that even though the jury is out, like Queen Elizabeth never came out and said, yes, I watched it. He said um, that she did. Oh. That he said, I heard the Queen had watched it and she used to watch it on a projector on Sunday night. Of course she would. <laughs> However, um, he said that a friend of his was next to the real Philip and said, Philip, have you ever watched The Crown? And apparently Philip turned around and said, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> but still right there, vague. Yeah. Well, listen, if Damon Targaryens is saying that the queen <laughs> watched The Crown, then the queen watched The Crown. <laughs> That's how it goes. If they care about what the Sunday Times is writing about them, why wouldn't they watch the thing on Netflix? Right. That's my opinion. I would totally if agree. If they want to see what all of the people thought and and felt about them, how could they not? Right, right. My bad is this episode was super, super on the nose. I mean, like, I don't think you can get any more on the nose than this episode. Peter Morgan really wants to make that connection between the Britannia and the Queen. And he really wants you to start thinking that Charles is the antagonist in all of this. I mean, and he tied it together, obviously, with not only the Queen Victoria syndrome, but he also did it visually by putting the Queen on this, you know, old Britannia ship. And he starts off the episode with, you know, Claire Foy as as the Queen, which, by the way, I love that they keep bringing her back. I hope that they bring uh, Olivia Coleman back at one point, too. I think that'd be mm -hmm. really cool. Um. <laughs> Got another quote. What? Um, Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugene. Mm -hmm. um, one of those, one of those girls, said to the girl who played Princess Margaret in season one and two, "My granny kind of likes it." Oh wow! Okay, all right, interesting. All right, so they they've watched it. All right, like it is what it is. Um, According to Google, and. And, then, and King Charles has watched it and enjoyed it. And the, and then, of course, they have, you know, with Charles and Diana. Prince William doesn't. Uh, okay, Moffat, okay. you got to let me talk. All right, so. <laughs> There's no way William watches it. No, I agree. No way. And it's probably, uh, it's probably because of his wife. 
His wife's probably like, no, we're not dealing with any of that. She's looking out for his mental health. That's what I'm saying. We're not doing that. <laughs> She's like, this is a hard no. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you. We can watch anything else. If Kate tells you we're not watching it, you you, you want to have a horror movie night binge? Great. You want to watch Teletubbies because that's back? That's now on Netflix, I guess. Whatever you want, but as the person we, who we has to live with you, sleep with you, parent with you, who loves you, hard now. We don't need those therapy bills. <laughs> they were, they were already high enough for you as a child. Oh, Blake. Um, we say this in, in yeah, love. and all peace and love. Because trust me, I'm going through I'm going through all the therapy bills myself, so I can make the joke. Um, here's the deal and, and not only are were they putting the queen in a cold gray rainy Scotland and on an older ship but they're putting Charles and Diana on the newer ship in the Mediterranean and you know the, the vacation and the boats and the whole thing like just visual comparisons mm-hmm. and 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 then again, we we even had the conversation between John Major and Charles, and that to me is really trying very hard to make a point. Mm-hmm. And you know, John Major has come out and said that the whole conversation was rubbish; it never happened. And I, t- to be honest, I don't care I, if it happened or it didn't happen. What stats are for nerds, right? Like I don't care because it, it's trying to make a dramatic point. And I get it. The problem that I have with it is that I don't think Charles, the way that the show has written him, would have that kind of conversation. Like, I don't think that the way that the show has written Charles. I will agree. Charles on this episode did not feel like the Charles that I've been with for the past four seasons. Well, two seasons. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Since the very beginning. You're right. Yeah. Since he was born. Yeah, whatever. Since he was a mere tot running around watching a space shuttle go in. Right. <laughs> so, but whatever. I mean, yeah. again, stats are for nerds. Yeah. Who cares? What I'm saying is, like, the Josh O'Connor Charles, I don't think, from seasons three and four, would have that kind of conversation. Interesting. Uh, and- but, do, but do we as... As the American viewing public slash the global public, do we all believe that that conversation might have happened? I mean, John Major says no, no. but and, but yes, as as an American viewing audience, yeah, like is John Major still alive? Yeah. Oh, good so for like him. I could see why people would fall into that trap and and do it, but I just I think dramatically it just doesn't make sense. Uh, it, the Charles that we saw was. Yes, like he 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 knew his role, and in that role required, and being in that role role required obedience and understanding, and he knew that. To why an extent, did, why did they add this then? If it's such a falsity, why did the writers add this? Obviously, like so much of the show is fictional. Sure, but why did they need this? Why couldn't they just have Charles talking about it casually with his friends and family? It's an interesting or- question, and again, that's why I'm saying it's my bad because it's so on the nose. Uh, it's really trying very hard to get to the end, right? It's trying so hard to get to the end where John Major says all of this stuff is a problem, and it feels like it's all going to fall apart on my watch, and that's why I played that at the top of our episode 
Because to me, that's a great ending. I do have some notes down that Diana's former private secretary said that that interaction is not strictly accurate, not because the conversation didn't happen, but because the discussion was actually held with the previous prime minister. Oh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. All right. So, but I mean, whatever. Uh, like, like either stats way. Are for nerds. Stats are for nerds. Like either way. I just, I don't think that conversation mm. would be had by the Charles that was written in this show. Uh, whether or not it would happen in real life, maybe, maybe it didn't. Who cares? I just, I don't think that Charles would be having that conversation. Although, I think there might be an argument to be made that this Charles, since we have last seen Charles, has been become a little bit more jaded, has become a little bit more aggressive, uh, and a little bit more impatient with his mother, uh, and and he's probably in a much uh, uglier state of mind, mm-hmm. given his relationship with Diana, right? So maybe he's making choices that really aren't um, reflective of the Charles that was featured in seasons three and four, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's an argument to be made there. I still I still can't make that connection though. Like I I, I can't bridge that gap in my mind. So that's that. But my great. My great is Elizabeth Debicki as Diana. Like I, I yes. liked, I really liked Emma Corrin as younger Diana, but Elizabeth Debicki as Diana at, at this age. I've only seen one episode, right, of this of this show so far for season five, and one episode of her portrayal, and I can tell you right now. This is the best portrayal of Diana I've seen. Agreed. Um, and like, I really liked the movie Spencer, the one with, um, oh, what the heck's her name? The girl from uh, Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. She played Diana in that movie. She did really good, by the way. Oh, wonderful. I, it was it was a weird movie. Really, like, straight up weird. But she was good. And then, you know, there's other people. But this is my favorite Portrayal, it, it, just the way that she walks, the way that she holds herself, uh, her her body frame, her height, um, her hair, the 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 way that she kind of like has this, she has this like way of like holding her face down and looking up through her eyelashes, mm, the way that yes. Diana did. Yes, um, like there's a real vulnerability in her voice and how soft it is and how muted it could be and like. Man, that it is. It's like I'm watching Diana. Mm-hmm. It, I like I that that line gets blurred at some points where I'm just like, "Holy smokes!" Yeah, like, wow. The only time it it fell apart for me was when Diana at the Gillies Ball was talking to John Major, and she's like, "You know, all this stuff is happening, and then pfft, you know, the whole thing is going to collapse." I think she'd had a few adult bevies yeah, at that point that to me did not feel like something that would happen but whatever so that is that all right that's my gbg Marvin. i i wanted to now that we're talking about casting and we talked about how great elizabeth dubicki is because she is great like oh man so good tell me your problems with charles and anybody else that you have on the cast well this is going to be something that I'm going to have to continue to flesh out because once again, this is the premiere episode of this season. Everybody's new. Um, but also time has passed. Mm-hmm. And Charles is obviously vocalizing the fact that he is gloomy 
and miserable in his marriage. So maybe some of the moments that we did get to see of the crookiness, the eagerness, the ever long learner uh, that could be seen in a positive light in previous seasons of The Crown, those are now tarnished. When he's talking about, you know, um, the ruins as they're in Italy... He's just boring. He's like a history teacher who just wants to hear himself talk so he can relate <laughs> to yes. things in the past. Yes. So it's like, I think he's almost, I want to, I want to figure it out and see how I feel about it. But my head isn't convinced yet where I will say, you know, Diana, the queen, several other people, it was like right away. Yes. I believe that this is the same person. Mm-hmm. It took me long in season three to have the jump between the casting. It took me at least two, three episodes to feel fully get into it. So sure. I am grateful. And that's why it was my great that so many of the cast quickly adjusted for me in my brain. Um, Charles just isn't. He also sounds just like Tobias Menzies. So if I'm turning my head, I hear Black Jack Randall from Outlander. Oh, uh, yes, you're you're right. Or the previous version of Prince Philip, which in and of itself would be pretty cool to say like, wow, frequently fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, whomever, they do end up sounding like each other. But Mm -hmm. truthfully, I close my eyes and I'm wondering why is Tobias Menzies back on screen? (laughs) Um, But the people that caught me off guard were um, the Queen's sister, Margaret. Okay. Didn't know who that was. After HBC, it's kind of hard to follow up. I truly, I know that they needed to recast everybody, but part of me is just like, just age. Just age Helena Bottom Carter up. Oh. Because she is so good. She's just the best. So good. She that you could best. just like add a little bit of makeup, change some different things with the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but the woman who portrayed her now, I'm not buying. I am not here for it. Um, she don't got the same flair. No. She doesn't have any of that no that the flair. first four seasons uh, had. So... And she's going to have to do something. She's going to have to strip. She's going to have to <laughs> smoke cigarettes with those long tubes. She's going to need to do something outrageous to make me believe. Strip. I'm telling you. And then the queen mother. Okay. Like old confused lady number yeah, two. Sure. Um, once again, like she's probably going to die soon. So it doesn't matter that I don't really right. recognize that it's her. What, what I need is to know that it's Margaret. So I know the older woman with Margaret is the queen mom. But I just... Well, that was probably done on purpose, by the way. Yes, but I'm saying if I don't believe that that's Margaret, if my head doesn't automatically know this is Margaret, then yeah. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> because we already have a boat full of people. Yeah. Are they family of Charles? Are they all friends of Charles? All the people who just don't want to go fair. shopping. That's fair. So I'm just being introduced to so many people and I'm sitting here going, am I supposed to know any of you? And then Anne shows up on the boat. Thank goodness I realize it's her because she doesn't yeah. smile with the worst <laughs> hair ever. The hair was not good. Now, granted... That is very accurate. And in previous seasons, not a looker, doesn't need like the J-Lo hair. You know how J-Lo every single episode of American Idol had like really cool hair, but uniquely different. Mm -hmm. Like that's not Anne. Anne isn't Princess Di. She's not reading the classics, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, um, (laughs) on the latest hairstyles. But but I believed her because she acted like Anne. Yes, I would agree. I didn't think she looked like Anne of the past uh, of the show. Sure, I'll say that. Sure. I don't think she looked like Anne of the show, but she acted like Anne. So I, I bought her, didn't buy Margaret, didn't buy Queen Mom, really having a hard time with Charles. The casting, as I said, that they did with the boys, fantastic with the princes. Um, is there anybody else that's kind of carried over that has been recast age-wise that we were supposed to remember? I mean, who are all these people on the yacht? I don't know. I mean, eventually we're going to... Have you been here in my life We're going to get into Andrew and we're going to get into, you know, the... Was you know, Andrew Charles. on the yacht? 
I don't think Andrew was on. Who the are these people? I don't know. How does he have so many friends? One of the people was Natasha McElhone, which it, it, she's she's an actress. I'm not sure what role she's going to be. I guess I can find. Is that out. her real name? Is that her show name? Because then of no, course, that's her, her real name. Diana's goddaughter is on it, and that was a five person family. Maybe their family. I feel like she'd be related if it was her goddaughter. So. uh Penny Nash. But needless to say, I wish that the premiere didn't have so many people around mm-hmm. that I wondered, am I already supposed to know who you are? Hmm. Like, if you're talking, if you have a talking role in a premiere episode, I want to know, Do I? am I supposed to know you? Mm. <laughs> like, Prime Minister? Okay, it's very clear. Here comes the Prime Minister. Awesome. Wonderful. Nice to meet you. Here's the, the Royal Princess. Great. Okay, now I know your name. You're Anne. But like all these jabronis on the boat, am I supposed to know any of you? Because <laughs> I don't. So uh, hopefully none of you are repeat characters. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Uh, so N- Natasha McElhone plays Penny Natchbull, who, um, it, it, she it's a narrative strand in the relationship between Prince Philip and Penny Natchbull, which puts a strain on Philip's and Queen and the Queen Elizabeth's marriage in this season. Okay. So well, hashtag spoilers. I really, I'm not paying attention. This is another new person. My brain's yeah. already no, full. No, I, I agree. And I guess this gets into the next. See, even the queen, Nora, Dora, <laughs> is she the explorer? I don't know. Norma. I don't know. Whatever. What was her name, Norma? I, I think it's Norma. Yeah. Okay. The, that's John Major's wife. Okay. So I guess this gets into the next portion of our experiment with the crown, right? Because we started this show season three and we started with the idea we that, started podcasting about yeah, this right, show, season three. right we started this podcast with the idea mary that you had already seen seen seasons one and two i went in fresh for season three wait so have you still never watched seasons one and two nope still haven't oh my god and you waste your time watching random stuff accidentally i don't waste i well yes, that is true you're welcome i don't waste time you need to watch one and two i will watch one and two uh and so we went into seasons three and four with the idea that you had seen the previous cast and I had not. And we wanted to discern whether or not it was reasonable for a show like this to recast itself and would the story still be effective with a brand new cast. Now I'm getting into the part of the experiment here where it's like, okay, I've, I've spent time with three and four cast. Now we're moving on to five and six cast. And I will say this, the transition for me was very easy. Um, I'm and particularly because I'm a fan of the, of the actors playing the roles. Like I like Dominic West. I think he's a great actor and he's playing Charles. I love Elizabeth Debicki. She was, she's just awesome. And she's playing Diana. Uh, I like Jonathan Price. He's playing Prince Philip. Uh, you know, like there's all these people that that are just good actors doing mm-hmm. their jobs and they're they're doing it well. The one question I had, <laughs> the one question I had going into all of this was Imelda Staunton, and not because I'm a huge, and not because I'm a huge Olivia Coleman fan, though love her, she yes. was great, but because of the fact that she herself <laughs> is probably the most played the most vile character in the history of story. And that (laughs) is Professor Umbridge. You're a wizard, Harry. I, when I heard that Imelda Staunton 
was cast as the queen. I was like, oh no. First off, please never have her wear pink. If she wears pink this season, it's they, gonna they be a won't. Problem. They will not put her in a stitch of pink. A, I that's hope not. not Elizabeth's color um, True. scheme. She Fair. doesn't roll in that. But if she wears she prefers pink, prefers more blues. Yeah, more greens, jewel tones. Yellows. Okay, yeah. If she wears pink this season, or if she's around a cat, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have problems. I will say, however, much to my surprise. That Imelda Staunton is perfect as Queen Elizabeth. And I did not make one connection between she and Professor Umbridge. How did you feel about that? I believed it right away. Right away. I was in. I don't know why, but for some reason. She did I very it. different things with her eyes. Um, she smiles differently. I mean, she, to me, when they when they picked her, there must have been a lot of discussion saying, will you, will you please spend copious hours with your face yeah. to remove all memories of Umbridge because mm-hmm. this is going to be a hard sell. Like you're portraying someone who people think is out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who gets to be in charge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I was shocked with how well and how seamless it was. I think she, this actress, you could tell, took so much care and time studying the previous actor act, actors um, who portrayed Queen Elizabeth, studying Queen Elizabeth herself, and I have no doubt that the production team sat down and said, "You cannot do these certain things mm-hmm. with your face. It just can't happen." Yeah. So, do you know that Imelda Staunton is married to Mr. Carson from Downton Abbey? No. Yeah. He, she's married to Mr. Carson from Downton Abbey. Love it. And their daughter is the is the girl who plays Prudence in Bridgerton. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that awesome? It's so awesome. <laughs> so, by the way, if you are a fan of Bridgerton, Mary and I are doing a pot. We, we do a podcast on Bridgerton called Bridgerton with Mary and Blake. Just go to maryandblake.com to check that out or go to your podcatcher of choice and just look up Bridgerton and we're there. Oh, Mary. Yeah. I'm, I, I love the irony that people are saying they want Charles to be king because he's forward thinking and he's young and he, he wants all these things, yet he writes a book and is... Oh my God! Finally admits that Did he's stuck in the past. you read my book? Right. I said to you, I bet you didn't read it yet. No, I did, because you asked me to come here right. in a shady way, and I know you're full of yourself in this episode. So. Yeah. so the irony here is great. The fact that all he wants to do is just study the past and be part of the past, and he's stuck in the past, freely admits it, yet everyone thinks that he's going to be the new the new version of the king here and the whole thing, and... And a lot of it, I think, has to do with the fact that his, as John Major suggests in the clip that we played, that his biggest asset is Diana herself. And yet he can't see that. And like there are parts of this episode where you're like, oh, like maybe they could still work it out. Like you're thinking like Elizabeth, like, oh, maybe they're back to being normal again. Isn't that great? And then they get into the big fight and you're like, nope. 
still can't see that happen. Still, it just won't. No. Like, you're just waiting for all this to erupt. You're just waiting for all of it to fall apart. And Mary, I think this comes on top of the idea of when Charles looks at Diana's like, is anybody else interested in retail therapy or whatever it was? Anyone else going and shopping? <laughs> oh, man. What was crazy uh, watching it a second time? Because one of the things I do when I when I watch these episodes is I I obviously watch like the main parts, the, yep. the first viewing, you know, mm -hmm. the main characters, just trying to be there in the moment, like what is happening. But then on subsequent viewings, I pay more attention to the background characters and costuming and things like that. There are like no less than fifteen people sitting at this table mm -hmm. when he is putting Diana down mm -hmm. about retail, about shopping. Well, I don't think he's putting her down, but he's certainly being condescending. Exactly. Same yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but no. And he's doing it in front of others. He's condescending in front of others, yes. which I would feel is putting down. But nonetheless, not uplifting. I would say, like, if you <laughs> said to me, hey, can we go shopping? I'd be like, oh, you really want to? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Like, let's go. I'm in. Yeah. But I'm also not child. So, like, I'm not fuddy-duddy, like, oh, we're going to get on this boat to get away from everybody. Oh, my God. Watching, though, nobody look at Diana... Nobody even remotely be like, eh, maybe I'll shop. Yeah. Nothing. They're all just like handpicked by Charles to be his groupies. Yeah. Are they afraid of Charles? Is that the thing? I don't. Think? That's why. That's why. Once again, I wish I knew who these people were. Are you relatives who just like, <laughs> no, okay. We're, who, who feel the same way? Are you relatives who also hate shopping? Or are you his handpicked friends where he said, I'm paying for your trip. You are honestly here to entertain me. I'm going to tell you all of the cool historical things. We're going to go where I want to go. We're mm. going to eat what I want to eat. Just don't disagree with me and you can still be my friend. You know those friends in like movies where it's like they're the rich kid and you have to do what the rich kid wants because you still they still want to like play with the rich kid's toys? Yeah, and uh, here's another thing too that I think that we're all kind of thinking and that is are they sticking around because they know that Charles is going to be king one day yeah. and they're hitching their wagon to that because they also know that Diana's in the picture yeah. and everybody in England loves Diana. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well. Like, are these fuddy-duddy friends nobodies or are they important? That's what I need to know. Sure. What I really need to know about, though, is how they feel about British udders, intermodal containers, and state-of-the-art dairy <laughs> facilities. <laughs> Oh, British man. udders. I mean, that needs to be a new shirt. That, I mean, I, maybe not. That one might be kind of bad, but intermodal containers and British udders. Oh, uh, you know what? I think that will. I think that will be the next. Sh the the next shirt. Just all three of those things. Yeah. It just, it'll just have those words on it. Yep. <laughs> oh, or maybe it'll be like, you know, the Queen's <laughs> hair with those words underneath it. Like I don't know. I, I just I like this idea. So good. <laughs> So good. Just watching her do that whole mo mon uh, montage is. That's her job. And I was saying to does. Blake, I said, you know, it's just so different because here in America, it, obviously we don't have royalty. And she's not out there riling up the troops, you know, doing. I, I'm, she does a lot. She did a yeah. lot, but she does a lot in the show. But it's more about this publicity stuff. Yeah. That I see very much in the sense that, like, this is something our mayors do. Our mayors go and cut ribbons. Uh, they show right. up and congratulate, you know. Oh, we were at a 
high school, you know, graduation. But they're, but they're actually in see, charge of affairs of the town and yeah, state. But and, then I also see this as your modern day celebrity who is just paid to come speak. This These are gigs that I was paid to do. Yes. When it was like, Mary, come speak at this brain health association which gladly but like i have no connection to brain health just like she probably doesn't have much connection to intermodal containers Mm -hmm. she drinks the milk from the british udders in her tea but (laughs) i mean really that's what we got going on she she is gaining a couple of stone here so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait that wait wait, we're gonna have to stop the her british udder her british udder consumption (laughs) who knows maybe she'll go keto um but yeah, like I, I, I joked, like I was like, oh, she's like, what people do with the B-list celebrities, right? You know, right? But she is, but top she's the end. queen, yeah. yeah. And we don't have that here. We don't have it where it's like, and then this person's coming. I mean, well, I mean, we do. Who? That's older, and like you don't have real big trash on it. What do you mean? Like, for example. A previous president could go and speak at a thing, and they're older, and they've held positions, but yes. on the flip side... But they were a president, so that's different. Yes. Like, all right, so who is famous for being famous that doesn't actually do the thing that they're famous for? I don't know. The only like a thing Kardashian. Yeah, and I that was the first thing that came to my mind too. Was like a Kardashian. And I and I hate even I hate even saying I that feel word. Like, I do too. I almost feel like famous influencer. Like let's get their name out of it. Because when you say that, yes, we see them, but we also know that that encapsulates like lots of other people or in this higher level. Yeah, I think the Kardashians too also have like a a trashy like that's what I mean. Like I wouldn't put her on the same level as the Kardashians, right. but like, what is the not trashy? You know, like Tom Hanks. Like Tom if Hanks, there was a yeah. Tom Hanks who wasn't necessarily an actor, who's just an activist, I could see Tom Hanks in the future. But she doesn't even do this for money. I, I guess the per the all right. The, he oh. has to go talk about. All right, British so do you want me to piss everybody off? Why? Because I'm eating Oreos. No, on? but yes, don't eat. Well, you're. <laughs> on mic please i'm having a day friends this is like an adult you know themed podcast little kids don't listen to this i'm having heart problems um and they are to be figured out like we don't know what it is so i suddenly had to go off of my anxiety medication which i've been on now for over a year it is messing me up a lot a lot yeah and so i just told like i need to eat some oreos because i don't know what's going on with me i just want to (laughs) cry The picture of the Oreos was not as big as a real cookie. It's not even an Oreo. It's a JoJo. It's a Trader Joe's yeah, you Oreo. Yeah, you can't get nothing normal. We can't you get can't regular get normal Oreos. Stuff at Trader Joe's. They'd make it Trader yeah. Joe's things. You, are you ready? Here, here is a great solution. Like, Trader Joe's makes me happy. And Don't right go now, to Trader Joe's. I go there. I go there. They give me the little samples of the cheese, even though I'm allergic to British udders. I like that it smells like cinnamon right now with all their cinnamon brooms. It makes <laughs> me happy. you allergic to American sausage. <laughs> Okay, so what did you want to say when I was talking about Tom Hanks before you went down this? I mean, mini dog. Um, yeah, no, uh, I was going to say I'll I'll be ready to piss everybody off. Why? Um, the only person I can think of that is famous for being famous, but it's not even on that level. I was going to say Meghan Markle. 
No, she's no. Yeah, because she's not the queen. Like she's not that widely. The only yeah, you're right, Mary. The only person I could think of is Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Like if Tom Hanks came, like when, remember like, when Tom Hanks got COVID? Oh my gosh! It was like it's like the country mourned. We all thought he was going to die. Like if Tom Hanks came and said, "This is a state of the art dairy facility at your local dairy farm." You would clap for yeah. him. You'd be like, that's Tom You'd Hanks. Be like, yes, Tom Hanks. What a noble man. And you would cheers with milk and say, Cheers yes. with milk. Have some JoJo's. You would dip the JoJo's into that British Udder's liquid, otherwise known as milk. And you would clap for Tom Hanks. And you would sit next to him. And you would be so proud. And, yes. he, and if he knew even an ounce of anything extra, if he was like, oh, you know... I love the new suction aspects yeah, for this like, facility. Yeah, I know they're great, you'd right? You'd be like, Tom Hanks even knows that we got new suctions. <laughs> yeah, I think our queen, Elizabeth, is Tom, Tom Hanks. I would go see him speak about... But the funny thing is, is that Tom Hanks actually does something. She does something! What she does she do other than things. go to things? She, that in and of itself, she, is the, she was the right... In the in the show, so if I'm talking present, because we're at a show, right? She is the ray of sunshine. We are all Prince Philip right now, yelling at the prime at, at the newspaper. She is a ray of sunshine. She is dedicated. She's done everything she's perfectly. Done everything per- yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. I loved Prince Philip in this episode. He has had some shady, nasty stuff in their younger years. Yep, but that man. Will fight tooth and nail to make his his wife happy mm-hmm. in this episode at least. Mm-hmm. And the way that he spoke about her after seeing that letter, that newspaper, which mind you is also about his son, right? Like rather than be like, oh yeah, my son does have some uplifting yeah. qualities. No, <laughs> eh, whatever. My wife's the best. <laughs> Screw everybody else. <laughs> Did you hear her amazing speech about the intermodal intermodal containers? Amazing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Who's this jabroni that they want? Oh, that guy. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah, come on, Chuck. I'm all set. He didn't appreciate the launch as much as I did. Oh, space man. launch. Never uh, forget that. Oh, you didn't watch it, did you? Yeah, we did. That was season. <sighs> that was season four, I think. Okay, I was just gonna be nervous that you missed out on on space space launch, Philip. Oh no, no, I saw space launch, Philip. Okay. That was moon dust. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. I, I watched that. Je- Jessica Eagle. Hobbs direct that episode. Okay. okay. Mary, I have a question for you about an artistic choice for oh, this episode. Okay. Uh, and I know we're we're 54 or so minutes into this podcast, so we'll, we're probably going to wrap it up here in a minute. But all I kept thinking about in this episode was uh, how I loved, at, when I was watching it the second time with you, how I loved the reveal about the newspaper to the queen, about the way that, like, the way that it was close up and the words and it highlighted certain things and it had Charles' picture and the way it was shown to her when she finally got her hands on it, right? My question to you, Mary, is would you have liked it better if that was the first time that we saw the headline and everything of the newspaper as well? Like, we, we can acknowledge the fact that People saw the newspaper. There is something about the queen in there. And there was something like you could even have the same conversation between John Major and Charles. You could have all the same stuff. 
but we should not have seen the headline for the paper until the queen did. No, I liked it the way that it was. To How be come? Honest. Because it made me feel like she was even more in the dark. And then it made me watch her differently because she knows that something's up. Fair. Like when she goes and she asks Philip, oh, by the way, have you seen the Sunday Times? No, no, I don't know where it is. Well, it's here. It's on my boat. Oh, yeah. I'll go find out. Okay. Hey, son. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and walks out and she stops and she knows they're lying to her. Yeah. And, you know, even when Anne is asking for it and the queen just says, all right, I'll take the racing paper, whatevs. She's she's quiet about it, but when you watch it a few times, you're like, these seeds are being planted, and mm-hmm. and I just I liked it. I liked it because she's totally out of the know, including us. We know, right? And I liked that a lot. Yeah, I I I hear your point. I think I would have liked it better if we didn't see the headline and like know the exact contents until she did. Uh, I can see why we were given that information, and I I get it. Um, but I think the artistic choice would have been better to not show it. Speaking of seeds being planted, Mary, the episode does something really cool in giving you context to the state of affairs in not only England, but the world in general during this episode. And it's a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. And if you're not paying specific attention, you won't notice it. But it's when John Major is in the car or when Charles is in the car and they're driving and they're listening to the radio, they're listening to the news. And right before John Major goes in to see the queen, there is, um, there is the sound of the radio guy saying, Hey, listen, that this, these are the, the, the worst conditions in England since the, since the war, we're having all these houses get taken away and blah, blah, blah. And then when Charles is driving, there is a note about the war in Ukraine and how the Soviets are going to put down the rebellion in, in Ukraine, which obviously is oh my topical. gosh, wasn't that so wild? Which is topical yeah. to today, clearly. But, I mean, that is true. That did happen at that point. And it's giving you a sense of what's to come because later that year... That's when the Soviet Union falls. Mm -hmm. And one of the big precipitous events of the Soviet Union falling is the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So don't be surprised if we get some more Ukraine, some more Ukraine or some more stuff with the Soviet Union eventually becoming Russia. You know, does Gorbachev come to visit the queen? Does Boris Yeltsin come to visit the queen or whatever? Like, I, they they put that in there for a reason, I, and I think not just for exposition, but but because I think they're building up to something there. Mm-hmm. Would you agree or disagree on that? No, I'm here for it, and like you said, because it's something that is just so poignant to the time that we're in now. Um, <clears throat> when did they start writing season five? Oh, so and then filming like when? Because <sighs> this has been happening since March, right? Yeah, sure. Is that when the war started? So yeah, I would, I would, I mean, I would bet that the writing because all they would have needed to do is redub the the radio. They're not actively talking about the Ukraine. Characters are not talking about Ukraine. Ukraine and and 
in the Soviet Union, we just hear that through the radio. Mm -hmm. So they could have had other things playing too. But if they wanted to, because it is something that we as modern day viewers are watching, is what I'm saying that they might have been like, oh, oh, we need to add this in here because this will be an interesting element for people who didn't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true to the time. Yeah. Right? Uh, Because, you know, the the Gillies Ball takes place, you know, in September or October of 91. And by, you know, 91, 92, the end, like December-ish, Soviet Union falls. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because that's when Gorbachev resigned and Boris Yeltsin was then elected as president. Hmm. So, right around that time frame. So, interesting. Anyway, um, okay, got anything else that you want to talk about for this episode? Oh, I got one last thing, but uh, you have anything else that you want to talk about no. uh, for this episode, my love? No. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about is William, in the beginning of the episode, notices as Prince Diana is walking by Charles. Charles goes to grab her hand as they're traveling to wherever they're going. They're on the plane. And like she takes comfort in that and, you know, whatever. And when she is at her lowest, after they're coming back from the trip and they're on the they're on the plane going home, and she's like really upset. And you see the tear from Elizabeth Debicki's eye. William grabs her hand the same way that Charles grabbed her hand. Oh my gosh! And like tries to give her comfort. And he doesn't do it just so we can get the Game Boy. That's on. He already got the Game Boy, so we're good with that one. <laughs> All right. Anything else that you want to talk about? for this episode. That is it. All right, let's close it out, shall we? We shall. We want to thank you all so incredibly much for joining us for this The Crown. Um, We do want to acknowledge that if you're listening to this and you are not yet a member at jointhenerdclan.com, that we do release episodes of the initial podcast for the season to our regular podcast listeners, just so you can get a a wee glimpse as to what happens behind the scenes a little bit. You can join um, our our patron community for as little as $2 a month. You can. And then... But if you want this podcast... And if you want... Yes. So if you're just like, I want to just show you guys that I love you, you could join for as little as $2 a month. If you want to get this podcast and our holiday card and other benefits, you will join um, at the Kinsman level, I think, which is $5 a month, which is still sometimes, believe it or not, less than a cup of coffee. Some coffees out there is bananas. That's true. They're all bananas, especially at Starbucks. So if you want to support this little mom and pop podcast shop know that we greatly appreciate you and this is why we do The Crown. So from here on out, the episodes will just be available at jointhenerdclan.com for those of you who have donated. We appreciate you so much. You honestly help us make this possible between our website fees and the technology stuff that we need. Um, You help us do what we love to do and we hope that it brings some light and love to you. Well, Marvin, that's it. That's all we got. Go to marionblake.com. Check out all the podcasts and blogs that we have going on over there. I think you'll be very happy with everything. We are back to the Potterverse as well. So if you love Harry Potter, check that out. And that's it. That's all we got. That's all she wrote, folks. My name is Mary. My name is Blake. And uh, keep calm and crown on. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.